You are the mother of a newborn baby, and disaster strikes. Are you prepared? Do you know what you need to know to get through it? When we come back, we're going to discuss the tips and helpful information to help you, the parent, and your baby get through the disaster. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us tonight. Continuing in the series of prepping specifically for ladies, we did that a few days ago, and then now we're going to be talking about the mothers of newborns. And dads and men and grandpas, don't you check out. I want you to stick around and listen to this as well, because you may be that helpful new father or grandfather or uncle or brother that needs to know some of these things as well. So please, everyone, tune in. There are some very specialized needs for newborns. And that's just every day. That's not even when there's a disaster. So those of us that have had children, we know what it takes to care for a newborn. There's they're very weak with their immune systems. You can't just do anything to a newborn's diet or cleanliness that older folks can get through. So we're going to be talking about some of the things that are going to be very important to know. And I will let you know that I have sourced my information, again, from PrimalSurvivor.net. There's a wonderful author there named Diane Vukovic, and she has put together these things that are very important for the women to know and for mothers to know. We're going to specifically focus tonight on newborns from day one up until about the age of six months. And that's the area that we're going to concentrate today. One of the most important things a newborn has to have is constant feeding. And doctors will tell you that breastfeeding is best, if at all possible. We understand that not every mom can breastfeed, and that's where formula comes in. But if you can breastfeed, and if you are doing that, your doctors and your prepper friends will tell you that that's probably the ideal solution, because there's no need to sterilize or prep ahead of time. You, your mother nature makes it ready, and the you can feed when the baby needs to feed. Now, That also opens the door to those that are formula-fed. Well, let me jump back for a moment. If you're a breastfeeding mother, that's great, but you can't rely on breastfeeding alone. You're still going to want a formula backup. There have been some stories where breastfeeding mothers went into a high-stress situation for an elongated period of time, and they suddenly went dry, and no matter what they could do, they could not produce any more milk. So they had to have formula to fall back on. So you breastfeeding mothers do have formula to back up because... You don't know what might happen to your supply, even though you're eating the extra calories that you're going to need for lactation. Stay on those prenatal vitamins. They stay on those what's called postnatal vitamins. Those are good for lactation. But in the event the breast milk uh, goes away, you've got formula to back it up. Now that leads us to the special needs for formula. When you are feeding a baby with formula, you've got to have everything extremely, extremely clean. Even your own hands that are handling the bottles and the nipples and all the different things that go with formula feeding. You've got to be very careful of the type of water that you're cleansing the bottle in. You've got to be very careful that you have an adequate water supply. I'll just give you a few facts and figures right here. 
it takes about a liter and a half of water just to clean all of the bottle and the nipple and everything per feeding. And it takes about 12 liters per day just for the sterilization of the products. That doesn't even include the water that it takes to mix with the formula. So you're going to really need to think about your water supply. And overall, even though you may be where you can boil water or do a cold water sterilization, which can be done with a special tablet, overall, generally, using bottled water is your quickest, safest most clean water that you can use if you can carry and acquire bottled water. You may also want to stock up on pre-sterilized bottles and pre-sterilized liners for bottles. You want to save those as a last resort. Use those only when you know you can't be in a sterilized bottle situation. You can just pull from that reserve and use that. You may even want to think about stockpiling some single-serve packs of infant formula. Because as we all know, once you make up formula, you have to have it refrigerated in order to be able to continue to use what you've made. Well, if you're in a situation where you have no cooler or refrigerant, you're going to waste a lot of prepared formula. So think about stockpiling some single-serve packs of that. Also, there is a couple of recipes I want to share. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up that we're going to have these recipes written in the show notes. It's very important that you understand that you can't just throw any old thing into a bottle and give it to your baby. Babies have extreme needs, and you can't just make up a recipe. These are doctor time-tested formulas. The first recipe is that you can take a third of a cup plus two tablespoons of instant powdered milk, mix that with one and a half cups of purified water, a tablespoon of coconut oil, and two teaspoons of sugar. You can mix that together, and that makes a perfectly acceptable formula alternative, as it were. If you don't have straight-on infant formula, you can make this formula out of your preps. Now, why would we do this? Because if you just take powdered, say, cow's milk or powdered goat's milk straight, and make a formula out of that, it is not acceptable to give that to a baby. It's nutritionally not sound, and it is somewhat dangerous to just make a powdered milk straight. You've got to be able to follow this formula that I gave you in order to be safe for your baby. Recipe number two is an alternative. You can take six ounces of evaporated milk, 10 ounces of bottled or boiled cool water, and one and a half tablespoons of sugar. Again, I'm going to tell you never ever give your child undiluted cow's milk. In other words, don't open a can of evaporated milk and pour that straight into the bottle for the baby. The level of minerals that are in undiluted cow's milk can actually bring on kidney damage, so it's unnecessary to do that. Now, you never also put straight plain water in a baby's bottle under the age of six months because water alone can actually lead to a, a syndrome called water intoxication. Sadly, there have been some babies that have died from an over-intake of water from a well-meaning parent who just didn't know any better. Also, don't add more water to your formula in an effort to make it stretch or go farther, because that extra water actually dilutes the nutrition that the baby really needs. Follow your formula guide very, very closely, and don't add more water to it. 
hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off. You find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Krista Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it. Okay, parents, let's talk about diapering. It's going to be doing a lot of that with a newborn. And when you're bugging in and staying home during a disaster or some sort of a shutdown where you have to be at home, the disposable kind is absolutely the best. I think we can all agree that disposable diapers absolutely are worth the money that you have to pay for them, considering the job they have to do. But if for some reason you have to bug out of your home with your baby. Believe it or not, cloth diapers are best, and here's why. It doesn't take a lot of storage to carry cloth diapers. You just have to be very careful that when you wash and rinse those diapers, that they are washed and rinsed in very highly purified water because there are certain chemicals in water that can be irritating to the baby skin, so you want to make certain that you wash and rinse those cloth diapers in purified water. Speaking of bugging out with your baby, if you absolutely have to do that, you can actually go to a store that sells hiking and camping supplies, and you'll ask to look for the backpack-infant carrier combination. This is where it's a backpack on your back with all of your needs, and in the front, you can carry your infant. And there are several different styles and several different ways that you can use those. So look into a backpack carrier combo. And, you know, you might want to do that for fun anyway. Even when there's no disaster, you may want to just carry your infant around to a, a day at the park or walking around your community or the neighborhood. You know what's best there. When you're also out with your baby, think about the clothing that your child will need. Now, one of the ways that you can pack extra clothing is to put layers of clothing on your baby, starting with some very lightweight, like onesies or t-shirts, and then layering on other layers over on top of that, which you can remove or add as the baby's needs change. That's great for traveling purposes. Let the baby actually do some of the clothing carrying, in other words. You may even want to look into an infant waterproof rain suit. If you know you're going to be out of doors or maybe in a very rainy situation, stormy situation, you may want to have that waterproof rain suit designed and made 
especially for baby. Now, when you're also out and about, particularly if you're around, say, crowds of other people, or if you're even in a situation where you're not quite sure of the air quality, the temptation may be to put a little tiny face mask on your baby. Your doctors are going to tell you never, ever, never, never, ever, never, never, ever put a face mask on any baby for any reason. Do not do it. They cannot handle the stress that that puts on their trachea and their lungs. It's just too dangerous to do that. I know that you're going to be concerned about what your baby might be breathing, but to be able to lightly cover their hood or face area and not directly on their skin, but just above their face for some breathing control would be fine, but never face mask a baby. Now I'm going to throw in some of my own ideas after having read this article. I had a few other thoughts of my own that I wanted to share. You know, we talk a lot about having a get-home bag or a car bag or an EDC bag. I'm going to specifically focus on the car bag. The car bag is the bag that goes with you in the vehicle that you travel in privately. If you're going to work, if you're going to school, going to church even, take that car bag. Now, if you're the mom with the baby, I'm going to suggest that, yes, you're going to need a car bag just for baby, or maybe just some sort of a container that's going to carry some of a lot of the extras you may want or need if you're out traveling with your child and can't get right back home. So fill that extra container, bag, tote, what have you. Fill that with your extra formula, your extra diapers, clothing, towels, wet wipes, uh, Q-tips, uh, even some Ziploc plastic bags for stowing some things that may need to be discarded later. Also, in that car bag, have a written, maybe even a laminated or slip it into a bag. Take a piece of paper and write down your doctor and your clinic's name, address, emails, and phone numbers, all of your medical contacts. You want that handwritten because if you suddenly have no charge on your phone and no access to a device, you may have an access to a landline phone or even a ham radio emergency, and you can have your doctor's information right there because most of us don't have our doctor's information memorized. So that's another thing to have written. Also, all of your emergency family contacts would be good as well. Here's another very important thing to do. This is something you and your baby can use together. Get you some infant-safe, pediatrician-recommended sunblock. If it's good for a baby, you can use it too. You don't have to use two different kinds. Just use your baby sunblock on your own skin. You may be walking around in a highly sunny situation, and you may need to have some sunblock. So get some infant-safe sunblock and use it yourself. Also, carry several pacifiers obviously more than two or three. It helps to keep baby quiet. It helps to keep baby satisfied. You may be in a situation where you need your baby to be somewhat quiet and somewhat soothed. So several pacifiers is definitely something extra you're going to want in that baby's car bag. And you know, even when you're out traveling around with your child in normal circumstances, you may find that the diaper bag is a little bit low. You can borrow out of your baby's car bag and then replenish as needed. It's very important that mothers and, and daddies and grandparents and all the family members understand the special and unique needs that an infant has. They're so tender and so susceptible to all manner of contamination. You've got to be so careful about the type of water that touches their skin or goes into their mouth when mixed in with the formula. 
And again, I want to remind you that those formula alternative recipes will be in the show notes. Those are emergency recipes. Those are not intended to be a daily non-emergency type of a formula. That's just if you just completely run out of formula and you can't find any anywhere else. That's strictly emergency use only. I do welcome your questions and your comments, and maybe you can share something with me that I haven't even touched on in this particular article. So please reach out to us at info at practicalprepping.info. I'd love to hear your comments and your responses to this article. Perhaps you could even share stories of how your preps helped you with your newborn. You know, stuff happens. We want you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that'll help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode, and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.